Well, hey everyone, welcome to this season of the Gather Influence podcast. You're invited to join us in catalytic conversations designed to connect, equip, and mobilize you to be empowered to influence your world for Jesus Christ. I'm Kathy Ostapchuk. And I'm Rebecca Doner. And in this season seven of our podcast, we are having some incredible conversations with ordinary, extraordinary women who are doing all the things as they live and lead with kingdom purpose all across this great nation. So settle in and get ready for a season full of episodes that are unlike any you've heard before. Every episode brings vulnerability, real women sharing real life experience of how they're caring with clarity all the things they are called to and how to know what to let go of and when. This is your invitation to you, ordinary, extraordinary women in the middle of your lives to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. I want to give a shout out to our stunning season seven podcast sponsors, Compassion Canada, whose mission is to release children from poverty in Jesus' name. We encourage you to consider the opportunity to interrupt poverty with hope and sponsor a child. And now enjoy this episode of season seven of the Gather Influence podcast, All the Things. Hi, everybody. It's Rebecca Doner and Kathy Ostapchuk here, and we are so excited to introduce you to season seven of the Gather Influence podcast. This season, we have determined that we're going to call it All the Things, and it's a place where we're hoping to have conversations with ordinary women all across this nation who are doing extraordinary things. We want to dive into all of the things that they are doing, whether they're serving in the marketplace, ministry, as a mother, or something totally different. We want to find out how and why they serve in those spaces and how they step into them with kingdom purpose. We're excited to have you listening with us today. And we really hope over this season, we can build community and relationship with you as you connect with the women that you are listening to. Um, So today we're excited to get started. Well, Rebecca, when you first brought this idea to the table, I was very excited because we've had some amazing guests on the podcast, to be sure. And last season, we had our amazing Gather Voices girls do their own podcasts, many of them for the first time. And I think it helped us be reminded that it is ordinary women, but yet when somebody looks at your life, like I'm looking at your life, I'm going, you're anything but like all of the things that you manage. I don't even know how you do it all. But you're just saying, like, this is just what I do. This is just who I am. And I think these interviews, these conversations are going to be really, really encouraging to everyone listening. And so thank you for bringing this idea. Thank you for helping us shape the season ahead. I'm super excited. Yeah, I am too. I think the thing that struck me was that I I cannot think of really any women in my, at least in my immediate circle, who are just one thing, who can just say, I am this or I am this. They all seem to be carrying all of these things. And yet they are extraordinary women. But really, at the end of the day, what makes us extraordinary is the call and the respond to that call. And so it's going to be very, I'm I'm really excited about diving into um, why women have chosen the things they do, how they balance it, how they know when to say yes and when to say no. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be a great, great season. Yeah. It's so funny because we've been challenged many times at gather to 
try and describe our avatar, like our ideal client, our ideal customer. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because if our clients are women, uh, it's like we have many heads, we have many faces because we have so many roles. And even our brand, like, yes, we know what we're here to do, but there are layers and layers as there are layers to a women's life. So when, if we can unpack that, if we can highlight, you know, women in Canada that are seemingly ordinary, but having so many facets to their character, to their roles, to their service to the kingdom, I think it encourages all of us that when we say yes, um, it can be one thing, but sometimes it can be more than one thing. Yeah, I think that was a realization in my own personal life was that I kept trying to figure out the thing I was supposed to do, the thing I was supposed to do. And and I I think for me, I've realized that for me, it's not one thing uh, in terms of activity, maybe, or sort of, I usually use the thing, I don't have one lane, I have like a four lane highway that I live on. Um, and I just weave in and out of the lanes. But I think that the one thing for me is the pursuit of the heart of Jesus, right? In, in yeah. all those lanes, they're all going to the same place. And so I'm excited to, to, again, to sort of see what, how other people's experiences are. And one of the things I've also really felt in my life is I've also wondered, like, is there anyone else out there like me? Is there anyone else out there trying to juggle, you know, working in the marketplace and being a mom and serving in ministry and different calls and things like that. And the more stories I hear, not so much about one of the areas, but all of the areas and all the things they're doing, the more I realize that I'm not alone in that journey of how much do I give to this? And how much do I give to this? When do I know when, how do I know when to respond? So I, I really also hope like one of our, our words here at Gather is to connect. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like it is through our stories that we connect with one another. And hopefully our listeners will find that this season. Yeah, I love what you just said about a four lane highway, but it's going the right direction. And yeah, when we feel pressured to define ourselves by this is my lane, well, we can have four lanes, but it is all got boundaries on it. It's got what we say yes to what we say no to. I think it's the direction and intention of our life. And I think about the life of Jesus. You know, he was a rabbi, he was a coach, he was, he was a consultant, he was a shepherd, he was all of the things, but he did it in a way that there was alignment. And I think as long as we understand that if our lives are aligned in one direction, um, we can do all the things without feeling the pressure to put ourselves in a box or feel the pressure to make people understand what we're called to do. Cause mm -hmm. it looks so different for everyone, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I think you're right. The alignment's important because otherwise we feel like we're going against traffic, right? Like when we, yeah. when we have our direction wrong, we know um, because we're just fighting against everything. So I think you're, you're right about that. And I think it's also about, um, you know, if you're, we're aiming on the destination rather than sort of having to define how we're getting there, uh, then that also gives us permission to uh, move into seasons where we're doing more and, and to let go of things in the seasons where we're called to do less. And I think sometimes we, at least myself, I can say I have a hard time, but I'm like, but I've always done this. I've always served this way, or I've always mm -hmm. been involved in this. And and so I think sometimes it gives us permission to be like, right, but it's okay for me not to, I'm not giving something up. I'm still focused on the same way. I'm still moving in the same direction. It's just looking different for a season. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. So four lanes instead of one lane, but also different seasons for different 
things. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. We forget that we, we want to make it look like it's always looked. And I can remember the time when there was just a, such a drastic move from my life, totally in the arts, you know, musician, that kind of thing into more of the leadership platform. And I fought against it. I didn't like it. I thought this, you know, isn't me. And now I feel like it's more me than anything I've ever been or done. And I know you have a similar story, Rebecca Donor. <laughs> I do. I, okay. do. Yeah, like I have so many different things I've done to get to where I am now. And the most amazing thing I think that God has done for me in this journey, like when you said about seasons in the highway, I think what we have to remember, if you're driving, we use the analogy uh, sometimes the highway widens to four and then narrows to two. And, you know, like, so we just kind of go with the flow. But for me, um, one of the things that I think he's really taught me is all of all the things I do right now, I actually don't know that I'll be doing them in the next five or 10 years. And I'm okay with that. Like, I think it's helped me roll with change and not necessarily need to know answers right now. There are certain calls on my life right now that I don't think I've seen the full evolution of. But I'm okay with that because I'm in, I'm where I need to be right now on the right journey in the right way. And so, um, but I hope actually hearing some of the women that we're going to talk to this season, I feel like it'll be inspirational for me too. Well, I was talking to one woman that you'll hear her podcast very soon. And I said, how do you know when you are aligned? Like, how do you know, what does it feel like? Um, and she said, I'm at peace. You know, there's a peace that it kind of looks crazy if you were on the outside looking in but I've got a piece about all of the things. And I wonder with everything that you have taken on your pioneer businesswoman, um, do you, I don't know if you want to share all of the, all of the businesses you've owned or what you're doing, but have you found that same, what's your sort of thermometer for when you feel like, Oh, this feels aligned. That's a good question. I, I, yeah. So just to give the people who are listening, who maybe don't know me um, very well. So I am, uh, I would say I'm wife to my high school sweetheart. I'm the mother of four children. Uh, I work in partnership with my sister-in-law in the marketplace. I have previously been self-employed. I owned a wholesale bakery for a decade of my life. And actually before that I had got my uh, bachelor of science in psychology. Cause that's what, that's the lane I thought I was going to, going to be in. Um, I also serve a, uh, on the elders board at my church and in women's ministry, I serve here at Gather and the leadership team. So I do, I do do a lot of things. And then there's some other side ventures and things that I do do in the works there. Um, so I do feel like I do do all the things. And how how do I feel aligned? I would say um, there's a sense that I know where I'm going. There's a sense that um, I'm not lost. Uh, so I would I would probably equate it to that piece. But for me, there's a little bit more of a that it matters, that there's intention, and that it doesn't come at sacrifice of my abiding with Jesus. Um, so if 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 I feel like there is something in my soul that's being sacrificed, then then I I know it's not an alignment. But I think that there are things in our life that are exhausting, and then things in our life that are both exhausting but life giving. Like you finish it, you're exhausted. You're like, you've spent everything that you have and yet your mind goes, let's do that again. Yeah. And I think that that's how I know when I'm aligned is that when at the end of it, even if it's been a long journey, even if I'm tired, even if it's like, give, I've given it everything I have, there's this part of me that's like, 
yeah, let's go further. Let's do more. I want to do more of this. And, and to me, that's just a sense that that's just God calling me, um, through everything. Yeah. That that's gold right there. I call it the difference between burning yourself out and spending yourself, because when you spend yourself, it's like when you go to the store and you want to buy something really valuable, you're so happy to commit that resource, that financial resource and spend it on behalf of something valuable rather than it just being stolen. Um, and so you're spending yourself, but I always feel like when you know that you're spending yourself in the area of your greatest strengths, that is growing your capacity where if you make the investment, you get the best rate on return. You know, that's the magic right there because then you do ask like, oh, let's do that again. I love that. It made me feel strong. Mm -hmm. And I was reading something or saw something on social uh, by Habila. She's uh, truth to table. She's brilliant. And she said, there's something now in our world that's circulating among women called purpose anxiety. We're so focused on, we need to find our one purpose, our one purpose, our one purpose. I think this conversation, this season on the podcast is open up, to, is going to open up the possibility that yes, your purpose can embrace the four lanes. Your purpose can include you know, you can be living your purpose, but you're not stuck in one context. And I think when we we mistake purpose for context, where if I find my purpose, that means, oh, if I find my, you know, my corner office, if I marry the right person, if my, you know, if I can live vicariously through my kids, that's context driven. And I, I know Jesus took his purpose with him wherever he went. He could be teaching on the side of the sea or on a mountain or at the well with the Samaritan woman, his context didn't define him. And so if we can look at this as, you know, our purpose can include lots of different contexts if we're in alignment. And if we know our own red flags, am I burning myself out or am I spending myself? Does that make sense? It makes total, it makes total sense. Um, uh, you guys can't see me, but I'm nodding <laughs> along seriously. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with you. And I think that um, we aren't, we're not, our purpose isn't the things we do. I think we've been, mm -hmm. we start yeah. to believe the lie that like our purpose is what we do in, in a day. And, and it, actually it's not, you know, our purpose was, you know, we were formed and chosen before the foundation of the world as daughters of the most high God with, he, he created us with purpose and with intention. And that is there regardless of what we're doing in each moment. And so I think that that is, is, is important for us to remember and, and not to confuse the two, because I think when we start to find purpose in the things we do, there's a lot of things that can go, go poorly for us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a matter of what you place first. I had already been the sponsor of a compassion child for a number of years when God put on my heart that it was time to sponsor another child, but how to choose. I began praying and because I had done ministry in Ghana for several years, I really wanted a Ghanaian child. Lo and behold, I went to a compassion event and there on the compassion table was a picture of the girl from Ghana that I knew I was to sponsor. If you've ever heard of the concept of sponsoring a child, often people struggle with choosing a child to sponsor. They feel bad choosing, but I think it can be such a beautiful and profound moment for a child to find out that they were chosen. And that moment is the start of a beautifully unique story that God is writing. 
To make it a little bit more practical, you can use many different factors to choose a child to sponsor. Maybe it's a child from a country like me that you have a personal connection to. Maybe you share a birthday. Maybe the child is the same age or gender as one of your kids. Maybe you just pick the first child presented to you. But know this, your choice to sponsor will impact a child's life forever. And you can start the journey today at compassion.ca slash if dash only. I love being on this journey of sponsoring several children from Compassion now. And I hope that you will join me. Start today, compassion.ca slash if dash only, and begin to pray about choosing the child that you will sponsor. Accept that. And what that does is that creates freedom for me to maybe release some, you know, task that I can hire someone to do if I'm, if I'm, you know, financially able to do in that season or ask a friend to help or so that I have more time somewhere else. And I think where we get really pulled tight is when we think we have to be the person who can, does all of the things. And so I've really stepped back and said, okay, I need to make sure this project is done or this, this, you know, something with work or that is done. That's my responsibility. But do I have to be the person who does all of it? Or are there things that I can get help? And that's something that we all need to work on is asking for help, leaning on other people. But there's such a freedom and a community in that saying that, you know, now all of these people are part of my story. You know, I don't do all the things that I do. There is a whole we, there's a whole team of people who do all the things that I do. It's just that I'm the one that people see. Do you think it's that we think we have something to prove when we don't ask for help? Why is it so hard for us to ask for help? Yeah, I would say, at least I can say only from my experience, for sure, somewhere, and I don't know, probably it's a deep cultural, you know, uh, conversation, uh, but somewhere we, I think we've believed that it, it's a sign of weakness and a sign of failure. And, and I think that that's actually a very dangerous lie. And, um, and I think it's really probably done us more harm than good in terms of, you know, I talk to different women who feel like we've lost the sense of village, right? We've lost the mm -hmm. sense of it takes a village. Um, and I think some of that is because somewhere along the way, we stopped allowing each other into one another's lives and in a meaningful way. And I think there's also a vulnerability in there because usually if you're asking for help, like by definition, you're saying you can't do something. Um, but again, there's this false bar, like we've set the bar for ourselves so unreasonably high um, that, you know, if we're not perfection, then we've failed. And like, it's sort of this black and white, right? And so I think that um, we maybe need to see the beauty in the gift of allowing someone to serve and help us, just like we would probably love to do that for somebody and maybe reclaim help and getting support more as a positive, more as a relationship and a community and, and, an, and an opportunity to serve one another rather than, a, you know, I've somehow, I'm somehow broken or, or not as good as I should be. Yeah. Oh, man. Those are such great points. I always ask people, how many people would it take to replace you? <laughs> and a lot of women doing almost any job, it would take three other people to do, to replace the work that we have created expectations around our performance. 
So if there's only one of us, but there's all these other things to do, you're right. How do we begin to delegate or ask other people to help or even reorder at the end of the day what's really important? When you talk about seasons, I have shifted so much. Some of it was the pandemic. I'm not really sure. Some of it is just, you know, getting a little bit um, more seasoned. <laughs> um, but the way I do my days is completely different. You know, there is a point in the day where I just stop. I stop working. Mm -hmm. And I never used to be like that. I used to create at night, but now the energy is different. The, the things I do with my mind and, and physically are different, but I know that I've got peace and I'm aligned mm -hmm. that almost the impact is greater than when I was trying to do all the things mm -hmm. and never stopped working. <clears throat> if that makes sense. And I guess that's what I want for women listening is the freedom that comes knowing that you're in your four lanes. I love that. I think I love that now because it's like, yes, I get it. I have four lanes. I can go back and forth. Um, but that you don't need to have the purpose anxiety, you know, always questioning, am I doing the right thing? Am I, what should I be doing? What should I not be doing? But having that intention and direction, but also going at the pace that won't burn you out because mm. it is a long game. Mm. And I think a, a good point on that and something you made me think of when you're talking about seasons is um, we also do ourselves a tremendous disservice comparing, right? Comparison right. is so painful for people. And we don't, God made us all different and unique. And, and what one person carries in one season is not the same as someone else. And it's not better or worse. It just is. And I think if we can stop saying, well, um, you know, I, I should be doing more, I should be doing less. Like one of the things that I find a tragedy is how many women in my life, they just like all of the things that are just sort of, we would consider expected or necessary uh, chores, like, you know, maintaining a house or grocery shopping or whatever. We don't even count those towards like any sort of value in our day, you know, we'll say, and I've done this where I've like got up and I've tidied the house and I've gone grocery shopping. I take my mom grocery shopping because she didn't drive. I've taken her and I've come home, you know, and I've got everything all done and whatever. Maybe I've done, maybe I've done like sent a couple emails and I'll be like, I did nothing today. I accomplished nothing today. Right. Because we don't even allow ourselves to count until we're already like working on extra credit. And so I think some of that is because we compare and we go, oh, but look at what they're doing and look at what they're doing. And the reality is, is we all have different capacities and we all have different capacities in different seasons. And that's OK. It's not about it's not right or wrong. I think it's just that whatever we're called to and whatever we have in front of us, that we we serve as best as we can. So long as we're called to those things. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I know there's a list going around um, of what a woman has to do even before she goes to bed at night versus what the man does. Like the man may just say I'm going to bed and goes to bed. I know that's what my husband does. But, you know, before I go to bed, on the other hand, like loading the dishwasher, you know, if you're writing the teacher's notes, if you're preparing lunch the next day, do a quick vacuum, yada, yada, yada. Um, those are all the things. But you're right. We don't even count them we don't even count them. That is, yeah. there was one day I actually would love anyone listening one day I felt that way. And so what I forced myself to do was I took a pen and a paper and I made myself write down everything I did, like everything, like got up, showered, got dressed, right? Like every little thing I did. And on a day where I felt like I had done nothing, there were like 38 things on the, like, it was a very long list of all the things I had done 
but somehow I hadn't allowed myself to give any of them value. And so Mm -hmm. I also hope as we hear stories and talk about, and you hear us say all the things, we're not talking about, you know, award-winning, you know, big things. Maybe we are, but we're also talking about all of the necessary things, all of the little things you do that are unseen, maybe to the world, um, but have very, they're very meaningful and they're very important. And we want to celebrate those too. We want to celebrate the days where, Grocery shopping is what you got done, right? Yeah, we do. And I think the most important check mark we want to put beside all of the things that we want to celebrate is that we can love ourselves yes. and have compassion for ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's part of our alignment when we feel like we are working towards becoming more of who God created us to be. And our purpose is to become more like Him because mm-hmm. His image is stamped on us. Um, that needs to be the first check mark, and then we can prioritize under that. And I really think that sets us in the right direction, rather than having spinning heads trying to meet the demands of other people, be who everybody else wants us to be, including when people say, "Well, you need the one lane." It's like, well, I'd, that would be that would be lovely, but right now, <laughs> you know, I have people, I have jobs, I do have this, but this sense that. My biggest check mark is that, you know, I'm, I'm following Jesus and I love the way he made me mm-hmm. and what he called me to do. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, I'm excited for this season. I know we started uh, interviewing some of these amazing women in our nation. And I think this is the real conversation because those of us that are really call to pursue what God has for us. Um, I don't want any of us paralyzed by fear, you know, fear that it needs to look one way, you know, or another way fear Mm -hmm. that we all need to be doing the same things, the same amount of things fear that we need to not only show up um, with all the unseen things, but post about everything on social media. (laughs) That's my biggest fear, but just being comfortable in our own skin and following Jesus, no matter the cadence of our lives and no matter how unbalanced it looks to other people. Cause if it's, Mm -hmm. if it's aligned um, to us, I think our impact will be immeasurable. Yeah. I love that. I am definitely excited as well. Um, to learn about all the women doing all the things and in a way that, you know, if I go back just to wrap up with the the analogy of a highway, if my eyes are on my destination, I'm not so worried about what the people beside me are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm just worried about where I'm going and am I doing what I need to be doing? And, and that will look different than other people. And that's okay. Um, but I think that this is a place where I really hope that we learn to cheer one another on and lift one another up and celebrate, um, people who are in the same stage and people who are in a different stage, but recognize, like you said, that what is important is that we're all stepping into who God designed and made us to be in a way that allows us to be compassionate. And, um, something I say is to just see ourselves through the lens of who God made us to be rather than the filter of our worst moments. Right. Mm. So because that's what we tend to do. We look at look at ourselves through a filter of everything we didn't do. But I really don't think that that's the lens that God views us. So hopefully through this podcast, through season seven of the Gather Influence podcast, all the things um, we will be able to find that uh, for each other and for all of you, all the women all across Canada. 
I'm excited. So keep listening, share this podcast with your friends. We are here for you um, so that you can rise in purpose in your four lane highway. <laughs> and and uh, we'll be coming along <laughs> aside you on our lanes as well. So we believe in all of you across Canada. For sure. God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Gather Influence podcast and leaning into the stories of ordinary yet extraordinary women doing all the things as they live and lead with kingdom purpose across our nation. We are deeply grateful to our season seven sponsorship partner, Compassion Canada, and encourage you to not miss the opportunity to reach out and sponsor a child and release a child from poverty in Jesus name. You can find out more by checking out compassion.ca slash if dash only. And keep tracking with us on social at Gather Women on our website at gatherwomen.com where you will find all the show notes for this season, our exciting programs to connect, equip and mobilize women across Canada and to register for Gather Rise Genesis taking place February 4th, 2023 in Calgary, Alberta. This week, we trust you will rise in purpose and influence your world. We're here to serve you and believe in you. Until next time, God bless.